Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Amy Renee. Now, Amy has been in real estate since 2010 and absolutely loves it. Uh, She first got interested in it after fixing up her first house and selling it. Uh, From there, she got licensed as a real estate agent to help others have a better buying experience and shop for project houses. She absolutely crushed it in that space and then went on to uh, start her own brokerage, which is uh, very successful as well. She's done a handful of deals in a lot of categories, you know, flips, burrs, living flips, and now she's getting started in new construction, uh, commercial development, and residential new construction development. Uh, she's actually currently building a boutique hotel from the ground up and uh, hopes to have that, or actually I should say hopes, plans on having that completed in 2022, which is uh, absolutely going to be fabulous. I just know it. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Amy. Hi, Amy. Thank you uh, so much for joining us today uh, on the Gentle Art of Crushing It um, show. Please just tell us about yourself, uh, your background, and uh, where and how you found success, and also include something interesting that most people wouldn't know about you. Something interesting about me. I'll have to think on that one, but I'll just tell you, I got into real estate in uh, 2010, when I discovered I was going to have my first child, I was just out of college and had no insurance. And at that point in time, having a baby was a pre-existing condition, so I couldn't get insurance. So I um, decided I needed to buy a house because I was living in a fancy apartment in Uptown, which was too expensive. And Obama at the time was offering $8,000 in a tax credit to first-time home buyers. And so I bought a awesome. house amended my tax return and got the 8,000 bucks, paid the 4,000 bucks for the birth. And that was kind of the start of a beautiful real estate journey that brings us all the way up to today. Um, Something you might not know about me. Let's see, I was the Minnesota honey queen in 2007, crown, sash and all. That's awesome. Can you tell me what the Honey Queen is? Is is this part of a parade or like a, a yearly yeah, um, honey fest or whatever? Yeah. No, it's like um, it's like through the Minnesota Hobby Beekeepers Association, and you like yeah, you wear a crown and you do parades, but you also like go to schools and talk about like why beekeeping is important for agriculture. It was pretty. Cool. That's great. It sounds like it yeah. was a blast. I'm sure it was actually super fun. Heck yeah. I love it. Bees are, uh, you know, and honey is super cool. Bees are uh, awesome, but uh, pretty can be intense. What I've learned is like, if you find a bee's nest or whatever, uh, just just let the pros handle it, right? <laughs> don't mess around. Yes, definitely don't poke the bees. Mm-mm. Could be bad. Well, that's great. I love yeah. it. So yeah, your first sort of real estate deal, I mean, was buying the house and you, you came out ahead $4,000, right? Using that Obama program. Mm, you cut out a little bit. Can you repeat that? 
Sure. Yeah. No, I was just saying your first uh, real estate deal, you came out 4,000 in cash on that because the Obama program, right? Actually, I did better than that. So that one, I had to live in that house for three years. And this was before I was aware of, you know, any real estate investing content on the internet or on television. I was like a good little hippie with no for Facebook and, um, I don't know, maybe I listened to Apple podcasts, but definitely not real estate ones. So I fixed that place up and I lived there for three years and I put down like 19 cents stick down tile in the kitchen and I got a new Timmy fridge and painted countertops. And like, this is not a high-end rehab. This is like on the cheap rehab. Um, yeah. But when I sold it, I walked away with the check for like $13,000, which was amazing. It was like the most money I'd ever seen in one spot at a time at that point in my life. And I was hooked. I wanted to go that get another one. That is super amazing. And, uh, you know, we're so, uh, we, we hear these stories of people losing money on real estate, um, you know, to have your first deal, like, I mean, essentially it was a flip, live in flip, right? That come out ahead on that. Mm -hmm. um, super amazing. And what a great way to kind of like plant that seed. And now you're excited and you're off and running, right? That was totally it. I was like calling up real estate agents, asking them to like, let me into these scary, sketchy houses because I had to buy them. And they were all like, you can't buy that. You don't want to buy that. That's too gross. I won't, you know, whatever. No bank's going to give you money. And that was just sort of like the fire under my butt to just one day I was like, dude, if these doofuses can sell these houses, so can I. So I went and literally got my real estate Amen. license the night after some really obnoxious showing with a horrible real estate agent. And it just like kind of took off from there. So I started selling houses. Um, got myself out of debt. I paid off $150,000 in student loans in a year and a half, which was amazing. It felt really good. <laughs> That's huge. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do, did you call Dave Ramsey and do the debt-free uh, yell? No, I did not because even though Dave Ramsey was um, kind of a motivator at the beginning, like I read Dave Ramsey in that first house that I lived in and I did my first budget and I was at that at the time in grad school getting my master's in human nutrition and working as a nutritionist making 20 bucks an hour and awesome. my Dave Ramsey math was like dude you are never gonna do anything on your 20 dollars an hour so I was like I'll get a second job I'll get my real estate license so so it kind of actually was the Dave at the beginning but um I think he's a really great starting spot, but I actually do believe that is valuable. So, <laughs> yeah, amen. No, me too. And, and it's a similar story for me where, uh, you know, Dave Ramsey got us to make these, like, we moved out here to Texas from California, for example. And um, it, I think if you mix Dave Ramsey and Robert Kiyosaki, that's, that's a pretty, uh, that's pretty awesome. But um, let me ask you this How long ago um, did you first become a real estate salesperson? And now you own a brokerage right and tell us a little bit more about some of the things and, and I know you're working on a super cool project right now as well yeah so I I got my license in 2014 and started selling houses kind of in the same way as I bought my house it was just like oh this is how I will do this right so people were telling me you know, you have to smile and dial and you have to, we've been doing it like this for 25 years. And I was just like, okay, barf, I don't want to do it like that. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. And I just sort of kind of figured things out my own way. I like read a lot of books and I tried things and I 
called things and I posted on social media. So like I sold 19 houses in my first six months as a real estate agent, which I didn't realize was good. I was just like, oh, I am broke and I want to pay off these student loans. Like I was very motivated. So I kind of kept up with that and, and, you know, did a couple doubles for a couple years. And then once I um, had three years licensed as an agent in Minnesota, then you can get your broker's license. So I got my broker's license and started the brokerage, honestly, because at the time I had to drive an hour to go get paid after a closing. And I thought, well, if I have my own brokerage, then I can just pay myself right after closing. It'd be really easy. Um, But the brokerage kind of took off too. And people started calling me and saying like, hey, I watched what you've been doing and it looks like you've accomplished a lot. Can you teach me? So So the brokerage has become a really cool place where people can, number one, learn how to become an awesome real estate agent, but also learn about investing and how can real estate investing give you kind of freedom of time, freedom of choice, that kind of stuff. So we have a really, really cool crew of agents who are also investors. Yeah. And, um, you know, from, yeah, well, I know you through, through the Jason Drees coaching community and, um, I've heard some of your coaching calls. I'm going through the, the old content, right. Of the mm-hmm. mastermind Academy. <laughs> and yeah, so, uh, so in, in you sort of mentioned it, like, uh, you go about things, you're running your brokerage and selling r- real estate in an unconventional manner. Um, and, uh, which I think is awesome and thinking outside of the box. Right. And, uh, but also, I did, you know, we like I think I told you uh, last time we chat chatted on Slack that I spoke to you. Um, I don't know, it was six months ago or whatever. So I checked out your website back then. I think it's Brick and Bannister, right? Is your is your brokerage? Yeah, Brick and Bannister is the brokerage. I love it. And so the reason why I bring that up is um, your branding is um, is awesome. Also, you know, so Thank you. Um, yeah, that so, was a fun process actually. Did you work with like a, a designer on that or? No, I had a, I had a coach at the time, a different coach, um, eventual millionaire. She's awesome. And I think when I went to her, I was like, oh, I'm just getting started and I'm thinking about names. And she was like, those names are dumb. That's not how you pick a name. And I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, and, and she kind of guided me through this process of figuring out who my ideal clients are. And then running my name ideas through them. So I came up with this big long list of like words and names and ideas and sort of put them together. And once I had like 10 of them, I just did like a survey monkey and was like, which one do you guys like? And I kind of let the people who I knew I wanted to work with more of or more people like them pick the name. And I think that was actually a really, really valuable process to get something because like you said, it's, it's a pretty cool name and the, I think the branding is pretty good. So I get a lot of feedback. It's very cool. And, you know, uh, for some reason it just, um, it, it does stand out, but it, it does, uh, you know, I really, I'm really super fond of, uh, you know, Lucas Mitchell's nourish and, and so as well. And they're like, this is like very, very interesting. It brings your minds to sort of a, a visual like place, which is, is awesome, you know, so great job on that. It's really cool. Awesome insight. Um, because, you know, I think that a lot of times when, uh, people who are, you know, thinking about becoming an entrepreneur are thinking up names and branding and that sort of thing. And I've done some of this stuff on my own and, uh, sometimes it just comes out like horrible, right? So to have coaching <laughs> through that process, it's not even something I ever thought like was, was a, a thing, you know, till just t- chatting with you. So that's great. Yeah. Coaching's the best. 
Heck yeah. No, that's great. I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. Uh, you know, what would you say is one of your most favorite successes that you're either a part of or solely uh, created? Hmm. Hmm. My first response to that is like, hmm, that's a boy question. Boys answer those questions better. Um, because I feel like success is more of you're like- You're probably going, right after saying that, you're probably going to answer this the best that anybody ever has in, in all of eternity. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Uh, no, I, I feel like success is actually more of like a state of being and not necessarily an accomplishment or I guess, you know, with the coaching that we get, it's a mindset, but um, I feel like success is a place you live. And so you're not really ever done with it, but like- yeah. I guess if we're trying to, you know, put it in a box, um, I've done a lot of really cool projects, but I think one of the coolest ones I have right now that is in the, in the works is not even done, um, but became a point of success before I even started it is this hotel project that I'm doing. So I'm building a ground up new construction boutique hotel in a small town in Minnesota I close in April. I'm doing a capital raise. I've never done that before. I've never built a hotel before. I've never done any of it before, but like the way that this project has come about has been so supremely successful from the beginning that now I'm sort of just following the steps to make it in actuality and kind of bring it into this world. It's really, really cool. It's so cool. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, what a huge undertaking. This is like real deal, real estate investing. Um, you know, it's, it's great. And I know, um, you know, from just getting to know you a little bit that you're very out of the box thinker and, um, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a smashing success. So I can't wait to, um, actually like someday come stay there and, but also see pictures of the completed project. And, uh, it's very cool. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. It's funny Heck you say yeah. that's real deal, real estate investing. Cause I don't even think of myself as an investor. Isn't that funny? It is. It is funny. And, and, uh, but you know, um, I think that what you said is maybe one of the most, uh, you know, probably the most profound, uh, things that we've talked about on, on this show anyways, that were that what most people talk about is success is a state of being right. Because, um, it's so true because you can have yourself, uh, you know, set like goals, like, Hey, I'm going to hit a million dollars this year. Um, however, that's going to happen. And, so, you know, internally we could be telling ourselves we're not going to be happy until we hit that million dollars. And then once we hit that million dollars, if, if we do hit that, right, then um, it's not, it doesn't, it's not going to, we're not going to be any different. We might be excited and, and feel awesome for a little while, but I do think kind of like you brought up, like you mentioned, um, it's the inner work and um, understanding and that. Or, or defining success for yourself and um, living in that um, state of being, being as much as possible, which is challenging enough as it is. But um, what, what do you think about all that ridiculousness? Yeah, well, I agree. I think it's sort of like the actual moment of success, I guess, feels sort or like the one where you can check the box feels sort of anticlimactic, right? Like, and I think the, you know, the, the, relatable example is graduating college or high school where it's like you know everybody's like oh yeah graduation day is such a big deal blah 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 you work so hard in all your classes but then you get there and then it's like well now what and and I think that's sort of what I mean when I say success in state of being is like the actual process that I'm going through right now and have been going through for the last year of like negotiating with the city and doing design and figuring out who the people on the team are and all that kind of stuff has like 
been the fun part that frankly once it's opening day like yeah that's going to be fun but I imagine by that point I'm going to have like a couple other things cooking and it'll just be like cool yeah now it's a hotel you know yeah no I'm sure yeah that's great no I'm awesome I love it um would you mind telling us you know or what would you say is one of the most valuable lessons that you learned from the experience of working on this hotel boutique hotel up to this point um there was well actually i have a lot of valuable things this actually whole experience has been really valuable but i'll try to i'll try to give you a couple juicy ones so there was a moment i was um sitting in a hotel not a boutique hotel just like a regular old boring hotel uh with my sister and she's i was like yeah i'm building a hotel and she was like what do you what do you mean you're like building a hotel you're just like a person like people don't build hotels and i'm like dude we're literally sitting in a hotel right now that somebody built and she was like well yeah but like you know marriott or whoever whatever it was right i don't remember where we were a company an organization or whatever built the hotel but it was just this kind of realization of like permission like who says so and that's been one of my kind of major learnings I would say in the last year is like who gives the permission and who needs the permission because we kind of are in this place where like you can only do that if like someone says you can and like you know I even go back and forth between like oh am I gonna get in trouble for doing that or saying that and it's really just like you can give yourself permission to do something. So like if I want to build a hotel and I can figure out how to do it, like I can build a hotel. Who cares? It's fine. Amen. That's it. And that's a great point really, because uh, it's so interesting that I almost think that that sort of thought goes, um, you know, in our minds, you know, you don't have permission to do this or whatever um, without it's unchecked. Right. So um, super, super true though. Yeah, do you feel like it's like, I don't know, I think it's kind of a social media thing, you know, like you want social media like cheer you on, but I think it's also goes even back to a school thing where it's like, do I need to raise my hand to say this thing or like, you, you know what I mean? Am I going to get do. detention for doing this? Whatever. I, I do. It's, it's so weird. News. Yeah. And I bet you, I think that you're actually probably onto something right there. I bet you it's from, you know, um, you know, school, but also maybe some parenting, but, uh, I catch myself doing this sometimes the person I catch myself doing with this the most is the person who supports like all of my decisions, like the most, like my wife. Right. And I'll, I'll, I'll go, you know, you know, I don't really need to ask her that. I just do it. Right. But, right. um, I'll catch myself doing it anyways. And, and, and this is the lady that like, just last week or two weeks ago, I said, you know, hey, guess what? You know, Krista, this is what we're going to do. We're going to save up launch money and I'm just going to go and just write music and we're just going to earn money from music, which is just like, uh, you know, way out there. But she's like, yeah, OK, let's do it. So it's like, yeah, I don't she she supports me. So it's just funny that I get caught up in that with her. Right. Yeah. But but well, I guess the truth is it's it's with me. Yeah. So one of the things I've, I've learned in the last year or two is like whose opinion matters, right? So like in a marriage, there's necessarily some of that back and forth, right? And maybe it's permission, but maybe it's just like um, being respectful of the person you've decided to combine your life with for the time being. Yeah. Um, but like I'll ask for advice from people in you know, on the internet, in different groups that I'm in, people I know, blah, 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 blah. And you'll get like all different kinds of advice. 
And you're, my, I feel like my first response is to like do what people say, but like what, what I realize is like, I only care about your opinion if I care about your opinion. And so my first order of business is to establish if I care about your opinion and why I care about your opinion. And then to only pick the pieces that I actually really care about or that feel good to me of the advice you gave me, right? Like, I don't have to take your full flat out advice. I can be like, oh, I like that little piece. Let me just add that to my little recipe I have going on. Yeah, it makes total sense. It's kind of like, you know, if would I take advice from Brandon Turner or my neighbor? And if I do, is it going to hold the same weight? Um, you know, so plus like when I'm listening to books, if there's stuff that I disagree with, I can look it up later or whatever, but I still can learn a lot, you know, from there. So you can, you know, I think that's a great point. Yeah. But like, also, like if you bring up Brandon Turner, like, dude, I love Brandon Turner. I buy everything he sells. I think he's fabulous. But like, yeah. should I take his advice on nutrition? Like, no, probably not. Probably I know a little more about nutrition than Brandon Turner does. You know, I mean, I don't know, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I do. you got to recognize like, like what, where their areas of expertise are. Totally. Totally. And like yeah. their circumstances, right? Like my situation is very different than his situation. So like some things he says might really apply really easily and naturally to me and be like the thing that I needed. And some things I might just need to be like, good for you, Brandon. I'm so happy that that works for you. <laughs> yeah. It's not applicable to me or, or like, yeah. Yeah, you, you may know something that they don't, but it's not like, you know, what's that whole, like, I've tried to really steer clear of unwarranted advice of giving it. Right. So. Right. Oh, I like that. That's one of my favorite things I've learned too. Sorry. I kept going is, um, no. uh, asking permission before you, before you give advice. And this is awesome. Like when, if you just ask someone, like someone will be telling you, blah, 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 whatever, here's this thing I'm struggling with. And you just want to be like, let me tell you the answer, you know? And yes. instead of being like, I'm just telling you the answer, you just be like, I've had a similar experience. I, I'd be happy to share. Is it okay if I share my experience with you? And then I don't, don't do the like you should. I do like the last time I felt like blah, 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 I did this. And, you know, and then they can just like glean what they want from it instead of feeling like you're sort of like forcing your opinions on them. That's, that's great advice too, because, um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, for me personally, but I think us as uh, humans, we do, um, especially when you catch somebody at the wrong time or whatever, we get offended pretty easily and it's not my goal to do that. Right. So, um, and I also think there's a great way to ask anything, anybody, anything, you know, if it's, if it's done properly. Um, so that's, that's right. super Super great advice. Would you mind telling us, you know, uh, about some of the incredibly difficult experiences that you've had to walk through and what you learned from them or just one experience? Hmm. Oh man, I got a lot of them. Um, I think being a mom was really hard for me. I mean, I think it still is actually, I mean, sometimes it's easy, but it's actually a hard thing because you have to, it's not about you. Right. And also it's like another person. And so you feel like you want to be the teacher or the boss who's saying, here's what we do, but like, it's another person who's having their experience. And, and so how do you kind of find that place where, you know, you're giving good guidance and being consistent and also not just letting them walk all over over to you and also not negotiating every single discussion of the day because that gets exhausting um yeah. so I, I you know I can't say I've solved that one that one I'm consistently working through um 
I don't think that's a very good answer for you, but no, but it's great. It, it, it's no, because I mean, what you're explaining is like how to parent basically the best way possible. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a super great goal and you definitely can do it. But I think along the way, which it's a, it's a, like, honestly, it is a great goal. What you just explained and how we should treat our children, um, is the way that we should treat our children. Um, now with that being said, uh, as we're on this process of, of being a parent and we're going to make mistakes, right? So I think the key is to, um, forgive ourselves and, and not, um, you know, get into that whole thing. But I guess it's, it's hard for me to put in words, but I think that you really just explained how children should be treated, you know? Yeah, it's challenging. <laughs> super, super challenging. And kids are, you know, they, I mean, they can be, uh, you know, kids can be, you know, challenging. My relationship with my kids is, it's great, but um, at the same time, it is, uh, it's not easy. It's very rewarding though. Right. But uh, no, I love that. Constant, and great advice. Constantly varied. Constantly what? Varied. It's always yes. changing. Yeah. Well, right. No. That's a good point. Love it. All right. Awesome. So let me just, uh, you know, uh, shift the conversation a little bit and ask you this fun question, which is if you were to be sent back in time to age 18, um, you know, with your same mindset that you have now and everything, how would you fast track your success? Um, I, let's see. You know what? My first response was I would not DIY stuff, but I think that's just the first response because honestly, I think what I learned from DIYing has made it easier for me to kind of understand how things work. So if I want to hire something out, I feel confident in doing that. So I think instead of saying that, I would say my second thing that came up with which is, am I allowed to swear on this podcast or do I not? You are. You're okay. allowed to be you. Okay. Um, it would be just like, don't give a fuck what other people think because I feel like I noticed that happening more and more the older I got. And, you know, when you're young, like you just have these moments where you're just like, I am me and I am loud and I'm obnoxious and it doesn't matter. And you're just like totally in that pure moment of, your selfness and then you get feedback from other people that's like oh you're to this you're to that and so then you sort of start to kind of cram yourself into whatever box you create and I think that has made for actually a lot of challenge in my life and the more I come out of that box the more I don't know freely things flow so I would say that's it is like don't give a fuck what other people think just do your thing yeah because you know there, people are not thinking about you. us yeah, no, I love that. It's great. And I actually identify totally with what you said. Um, and it's interesting how, I guess, you know, Brandon, like, again, uh, was talking about, um, you know, as, as, he, as a youth, we're, we are more actively engaged in spontaneous activities. And um, then, you know, kind of like with what you're saying and what I relate to with what you said is um, as time goes on, especially when you've got a nine to five, again, it's kind of like, 
public school again or, or you know, K through 12 where you're going through this thing and you have people telling you this behavior doesn't work and you have to knock that off and that sort of thing. Um, and then so the longer we stay in that box that we're living in um, of rules and conditions, um, the harder it is to get out of it. And it's, it's such a wonderful totally. thing to just, yeah, to shake it up and step out of it and realize that we do only have one life. Life is beautiful. Um, we, we have um, the power to give ourselves um, permission, like you were saying. And um, no, it's, it's, I mean, it, it, even if, even if people out there are thinking the worst of it, uh, uh, worst of us, if we change all of our behaviors for that person, they probably still are going to think the worst of us. So we might as well, it's like, like you said, just be us. Yeah. Can I share an observation that you made me think of when you're saying that? Of course. Yeah. So as a broker, I, um, I guess interview is not the right question, but, but whatever. I talk to people who want to be real estate agents all the time. And the number one fear I feel that people come in with about being a real estate agent is like leaving the security or the so-called security of their W-2. And it's funny because most of the people I talk to are, um, you know, making in that sort of I don't know, 10 to 25 bucks an hour range. And they're like afraid to leave the security of that when, yes, when you're a real estate agent, you don't get paid every other Friday and, and whatever. But like a lot of time, like I have gotten checks, single paychecks as a real estate agent that were more than I made in an entire year as a, a W-2 employee. And so that fear to sort of take that leap of, I don't even think it's a leap of faith. It's like a, a leap of belief in yourself that like, I'm going to make money and I'm going to figure it out. And it's going to be all good is, is really surprising to me. But like, uh, yeah. I get where they're coming from, you know? I do. I do totally. And it's, it's a, uh, and I can't remember who talks about this a lot, but I, I just feel like Robert Kiyosaki where the security is an illusion anyways, right? The, yeah. Yeah. That 10 to $25 an hour job, they, if they just don't need you anymore, they'll just let you go. Right. And look how many people that happened to in the last two years. Yeah. And in, 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 in some cases, it was completely out of the control of the business owner because they had to close down. Like, what totally. are you going to do? Totally. No. And yeah, I feel like what you, yeah. yeah, what you learn by, I guess, being a real estate agent or investor, or honestly, anything that's sort of like you're responsible for feeding yourself is that like if the world ended you now have a skill set not like actually the world ended but you know what i mean if you lost it all and everything the worst happens you're in a cardboard box on the side of the road um you actually have this skill set to sort of rally and get scrappy and get yourself to where you want to be in probably a lot shorter period of time you know like you know how to go ask somebody to make you to, to do work you know what I mean? Like here, I can do this thing for you, or you want me to do this, or let me tell you about this. Like, I don't know. It just, I feel like it builds such confidence to go through that process of taking a leap out of the normal way of doing things and doing something scary. It does. And can I just say, okay, you've convinced me to become a real estate agent. And uh, secondly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you I'm never strong. know, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, you definitely have, uh, you know, and it's it's so interesting because this is actually like one of the things that, um, you know, I'm working on now is getting out of my W-2 and going out on my own. And I, uh, I feel like having that knowledge about myself, whereas the whole, you know, you only eat what you kill sort of thing. Um, 
is something that it's kind of like learning a trade, right? You learn mm-hmm. how to be a carpenter. You can take that with you anywhere in the world and get a job, right? But this totally. is better because nobody can take that from you, right? Right. It's great. I mean, you know, this is, I'm just going to say so much fun. So again, thanks for joining us. Uh, let me jump on to this next question here. This is a fun one. And uh, so, you know, what are your thoughts on mindset? You can even talk about frame if you want. You can talk about whatever you want and how to go from a non-success mindset to a successful mindset. Um, these beliefs have changed a lot over the last year with, with coaching, um, in JDC, but I think my beliefs about mindset are, I think, um, the most important one that I feel is like, people don't like, I, okay. So I'm sorry. This is just made a lot of sound. Bye honey. Love you. Have a good day. Um, sorry. <laughs> no <laughs> apology necessary. Yeah. So, so the one that I think is the most useful that is not obvious or not talked about is like that it happens in an instant, right? It's quick. There's no time frame. So you'll hear people say, and I say that still too, is I'm working on that, or I'm working through this, or I have to whatever, like, well, my baggage or my trauma or my whatever. And like, the point, the point in the magic of mindset is like, it happens in an instant. So you can simply decide that I'm done with that. I don't talk about like, I don't talk about that anymore. I'm not that person anymore. And perhaps there's some work that needs to be done there with accepting that or realizing where your patterns came from. But in an actual instant, you can shift that mindset to one that's like, nope, I'm done with that. And it's just off or on. It's like, we're not doing that anymore. And 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 now you can make decisions from a place of, I decided I am this now. So what is this person choose in this moment past Amy used to do this present Amy do is this the Amy that I wanted you would probably do that so let's see let's try that and it really helps you move toward those goals um in a moment by moment way instead of being like am I on track am I on track am I doing it the right way what's the strategy it's just like I just decided and now we're going here we go yeah, no, I, I think that's a that's a, such a great point, um, and and that's actually, um, you know, was Jason Drees has a quote that is something like, you know, transformation can be instantaneous or something like that, you know, and um, that's really actually what drew me to Jason Drees is uh, hearing, you know, Matt Onofrio's story, um, plus Brandon, you know, Turner talked yeah. about him, uh, but um, it was really Matt Onofrio's story that is just like mind blowing. Um, and you know, if you, I, I'm actually listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, um, you are the placebo right now. Have you ever listened to that or read it? No, I have him in my audible, but I haven't gotten to him yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's great. And I'm just in the beginning of it, but, um, he's talking about the elasticity, elasticity, I think, uh, of the mind and how we can, um, it can be a complete, you know, well, I guess this kind of goes back to every cell in our body is recreated in one year, right? Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. so it's unbelievable and we don't have to be held back by the past, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a so challenge great. too, because I think some of our past things that we carry around are like comfortable, even though we don't like it, you know, it's like, oh, I know what, I know what I'm going to get when I'm this person where when I decide, oh, now I'm that person, or now I'm simply not this person, and then you go take action, then it, it can be like kind of scary, like, oh, what's going to happen? But usually it's like, holy smokes, look what I just did. That's so cool. Yeah, that, 
That's yeah. great right there. Yeah. It kind of, um, you know, and it's, 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 it's a pretty deep conversation, but, um, shoot, there was something like, um, I had a, I had a pastor one time, a long time ago say that behind basically every fear, when you walk through it, um, on the other side, you're going to see success that you can't even like really imagine, you know? Right. That's why I have a hard time with goal setting. You know, like, I feel like I can, I can go in a direction, but all the cool stuff that I have done for the most part has come out of simply following the path. Like, you know what I mean? Like when it was crushing student debt, then it was like, okay, yes, that's a very specific goal. It's a very specific end date that I want to do. But once I got to there, it was actually really hard for me to, to set a goal because it was like, okay, cool. I want to sell 50 houses. And then it's like, okay, but then do I want to sell a hundred houses? I don't think so. I already know how to do that. So now it's been more like, okay, I want to do something that makes me feel like this. And then when the idea comes up, then if I'm like, okay, am I feeling fired up about this? If it's yes, then let's proceed. And if it's no, then it's probably not it. Keep squash working. it yeah no i think that's a super great way to go about it because you want to again we only have one life how do we want to spend it do we want to be unhappy or happy so to kind of think about stuff and how it's going to make us feel i think is a huge um you know great piece of advice right there totally let me ask you this amy if there was a key that unlocked or helped you to unlock success in your life what would you say that key is coaching coaching it's coaching dude um i've done coaching uh for a couple i've done coaching for a couple years with jason i've done coaching for a couple years before that like i said with eventual millionaire and then before that honestly when i was a teenager i was in i have had like all kinds of like dramatic issues and i was in a program called dialectical behavioral therapy which is basically coaching like it really is (laughs) they like teach you like here's your emotions you're having how do you regulate them here's how you handle this situation Oh, you're in distress. Here are these tools you can use in this, you know, and like, here's mindfulness. Like, let's start with meditation and like breathing. So like, honestly, every time that I've like moved through a chapter and into the next one, there has been some kind of coaching. That's awesome. Yeah. I, um, I was doing, uh, and I need to get back into it, but, um, therapy for a little bit and it's, it is pretty stinking similar. Like they're asking you questions to kind of guide you, but, um, no, I think uh, that's really cool. What was that called again? What style of? Um... Oh, it's called dialectical behavioral therapy. Dialectical. It's really cool. It's not like normal therapy where it's like, what's wrong with you? And let's diagnose stuff. It's really more about like, here are the tools that you can use in your situation. Let's practice those skills. And then let's keep track of how well you're using them and applying them. It's really actually super cool. It sounds super cool and effective. Yeah, so, it is. Awesome. I love it. Very cool. Um, okay, great. Let me ask you this. Uh, you know, Do you mind sharing with us one book recommendation or you can do multiples, uh, you know, book oh recommendations and, and a tech recommendation? <laughs> um, a tech one, I'm probably not going to have one for you. I like Apple products. I don't know. I'm not a technology person. Um, <laughs> AirPods are great. AirPod Pros are better. I don't know. Books. Oh, my gosh. I love books so much. I consume them. Um, I would say reading any books is better than reading no books. There are a couple books that I revisit pretty regularly. One is Big Magic by Liz Gilbert. It's a pink girl book. Nobody ever talks about it on podcasts because it's a pink girl book. It's fabulous. It's super amazing. 
Um, I think I'm just gonna leave it at that one. Everyone read read Big Magic. It's like so good. I'll I'll read it too. That's awesome. Love yeah, it. it's not just for girls, but I think it like you know, it's great. Resonates. Yeah, it's about All I mean right. it's about fear and creativity. Like it just is like so good, and I just feel like she's speaking right to me. That's so cool. Um, shoot, I saw a quote from um some artist, and I don't think it was Pablo Picasso. It was it may have been I don't know Henry David Thoreau. Oh, I can't remember. Um, but basically, it's um creativity is courage or it takes courage oh, yeah. to be creative and yeah because it's scary it's awesome it is yeah. it's like even when you're like like i went to art school and you know That's it's like okay cool. you have to put your you have to put your work up on the board or like you have to draw and there's your teacher hovering around behind you and you're just like dude i don't know what i'm doing here. like so it's like all creative things even like i'm trying to learn spanish right now and I met a friend in the sauna the other day and she was like, so tell me, she started talking to me in Spanish and I was like afraid to like practice my five Spanish learned words that I just knew because it's like actually scary to put yourself out there and do it, but it's so much more fun when you do. So yeah. Amen. You're like actively engaged in life, right? Yeah. I say fuck it a lot. That's like my thing. It's just like, fuck it. Here we go. Just, just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> It, it, it's like, again, like, you know, I think that we have to remember that in this life we that we're living, part of it is, you know, fulfillment and, um, and experiencing joy and, uh, you know, having fun. And that's how we're going to do that is by, you know, stepping out on a limb, right? Right. Like you can't have those good feelings if you don't have the scary ones. And like, if you want to look back and have a life that was like fun and fulfilling and whatever, joyful, like that's accumulation of moments so if you're not having like more joyful exciting fun amazing ecstatic super hot moments then like you're not going to be able to look back and be like my life is so hot yeah and again there's only one right we only have one so um right. i love that no that's awesome um how can our audience support you and you know in the sense of is you know, can they, if, if you're looking for more real estate agents in your area or is there a particular type of deal that you're looking for they can send your way I'm looking for a couple of things. I'm glad you asked. Um, number one, I am going to be raising capital for this hotel like really soon. So I would say if you can follow me on Instagram, it's Amy underscore Renee. And my last or my Renee is spelled goofy. It's R-A-N-A-E. So Amy underscore Renee. I'll be posting um, links for that capital raise opportunity there. And that's going to be coming up in like the next couple of months. Like I said, we're closing in April. I don't know when this is getting published, but that's number one, my most interesting thing. But yes, I'm always looking for amazing real estate agents. We're currently in the Minneapolis area, but I'd love to expand my brokerage. We're also licensed in Wisconsin. So anyone who's local and wants to be a real estate agent or is a real estate agent should certainly hit me up. Absolutely. Go see Amy for sure. Thousand percent. And, um, I guess you kind of mentioned it, but is there any other way that you would like, you know, um, uh, our audience connect to connect with you? Is it through uh, Instagram? Is that the best way? Yeah. Let's go Instagram. That's easy. Yeah. All right. I love it. Well, Hey, um, thank you so much, Amy. Is there anything else that you would like to share with, with our audience before we head on out? I don't think so, because if I open my mouth, I'll just keep going and going, so we might as well wrap it up. 
Might as well wrap it up. All right. I'm on board with that. Well, thanks. Thanks again. Uh, super pleasure. And, you know, um, I did, uh, you know, learn a lot. And um, these kind of conversations, I think, are really helpful for growth uh, for me, but also, you know, for everybody. So, you know, thanks again. And um, that's going to be it. So um, I'm, that's it. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. Awesome. Thank you. This is super fun. It was. All right. Okay. Bye-bye, Anya. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. I know I sure learned a lot. I hope you did as well. I want to take a second just thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that I only ask you for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you.